What a great pleasure it is to welcome to What's Next, Sarami Taukobong, the Chief Executive Officer at Telcom. Sarami, welcome to you. And how are you doing? I imagine 24 is off to a flying start for you and you've got lots of projects on your hands at Telcom. How are you doing? Aki, thank you. Thank you very much. Good to see you again. Um, I'm glad that this year I actually get to see you twice. I always see you at Satnag, so it's a blessing to see you twice uh, in a year. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yes. I think it's definitely 2020, 2020 more. Um, and a leap year. Absolutely. My telling me that it's a leap year. So this year she gets to ask somebody out for a date for Valentine's. <laughs> well, listen, they've got a few more days. She's got a few more days to do this. But absolutely, yeah, it was great to see you at Satnak, one of my favorite events. Um, as I said, you know, it's, a, it's going to be a busy start. And uh, already there's lots of action happening in the telecoms industry. Could you give us an overview of how you've seen this uh, telecoms landscape in South Africa evolve over the past few years? Because you've certainly been in the business uh, in, in different forms for, for, for several years now, um, even before um, spectrum was a sexy word, you know, and uh, you've seen a lot of things happening. So how do you see the landscape at the moment? Well, I think it's, it's, it's interesting that you, you mentioned spectrum. I mean, Aki, for those of us who've been in the industry for the past 20 years, would have thought that we'd see Spectrum as a thing of the past, but yeah. I mean, if you look at what happened in the past five years, I mean, to have Spectrum being released just on the point of when it was most critically needed in the middle of um, COVID and the role that that Spectrum release actually helped during COVID. I mean, the temporary Spectrum that was issued uh, in COVID, just the immense usage we saw that came out as a result of Spectrum. And just if you look at what COVID did, and really the, the showing what pimped up demand there was for usage of, of Spectrum, I think it, it really just highlighted for me what reflects the usage of data in, in our country. And if you look at mm. just what data usage has, has been happening in the past few years, I mean, I think mobile led significantly the usage of, of data, but COVID really drove that convergence of significant data usage. We've seen in terms of fixed data usage, the growth of, of fiber providers, you know, yet yet small fiber providers, your, your, your kind of suburban fiber providers opening up. We've seen those consolidate uh, quite significantly. What we've seen from, from, from a telecom side is really how, how Telcom Mobile has grown a significant growth in, in, in data usage. I think Telcom has been geared up um, historically, really from, you know, Telcom has been playing in fiber for over 40 years. You know, I, I guess you know with the migration from legacy copper into, into the whole fiber backbone. But that whole demand of, of fiber has been quite significant. I think it's ramped up. We're talking now almost like terror to pentabytes of, of usage and, and, and heavy wow. usage of, 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 of data not just at, at home, but in schools and businesses. And it's really gearing up for, for, for that usage. Just look at the landing of the Google Equinor cable. I mean, that mm -hmm. cable alone, just that single Google cable carries more data capacity than all the cables that have landed in the country over the past 20, 30 years, just one single cable. So it just shows the amount of capacity that is coming into the country, reflecting the total usage of, of data. And who would have thought, Aki, in, in, in the many years that have been talking about this fixed mobile conversions, that is now reality. 
you know, the, the, the amount of yeah. data consumption. I, I always laugh that if you look at kids of today, when they walk into the house, the first thing they say is, hello, uncle, what's your password? That's, that's, that's the new language. <laughs> yes, that's true. And, and that just reflects the, the, the type of, of data consumption that, that we're talking of. I mean, I was looking just this recently at the stuff that the guys in OpenServe are doing. We are now talking of fiber to the room, not just fiber to the house. You know, they've launched a new data proposition, which is, which is why I can actually talk to you right now that the guys now even launch fiber to your room, not just to the house, but fibering each and every part wow. of your room to make sure that the type of data speeds that you're getting, because it's no longer just, I want fiber to my house. You've got little Johnny doing fiber in one room, the gamer, you've got the daughter wants her speed. The wife works at home, she wants her speed. Dad wants to watch his rugby and soccer, he wants his speeds. So you're now getting to that level of, of, of usage, but it's not just to your high value customer. Even it's not a basic necessity for even your trader in, in, mm. in, in, in rural, deep rural villages. The, the power that COVID showed us as well, that even in COVID times, where there was still good copper quality, you can run a team's call with just four to five megabit speeds because we were able to even use where we had good quality copper in deep rural areas to provide basic education needs for team's calls in those outlying areas. So it's just the immense usage of data usage is no longer just for the privilege. Everybody requires data mm. and it's how we gear up ourselves as a society to deliver that. That's fascinating. And of course, you as Telcom are very well positioned. You know, you've got these partnerships with these undersea cables and of course, your vast fiber network. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you've got the, the most fiber in the ground in the country as uh, as telcom uh, compared to anybody else so you're very well positioned to to get that fiber connectivity across the country which is fantastic you, you've really been a key player in south africa's telecom sector for many years and um, i mean and telcom is as, as i said very well positioned what would you say is at the core that has driven telcom in this changing landscape um, and and i guess it's staying ahead with the times i mean remember those undersea cables how you guys have evolved in the partnerships but what is at the core of your growth and this incredible success you've seen in the telecom sector i think i think i okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take on the lead that you i mean as you say the, the evolution of, of, of telecom and and the core to that is the backbone of connectivity of the entire country so Telcom has about 170,000 kilometers of fiber laid in the ground, which covers basically from, from Cape Town all the way and, and, and the rings around the entire country. So that's key. So from the undersea cables that come in all the way around the entire country. So it's important that we have key nodes that cover almost, it's, it's almost like if you take the big N1 and, and, and all the Ns and the Ms that, that they cover out, and then the tributaries that come off the main freeway. So from the R to the M's to the even small, small roads, that is the map that you can measure of what telecom fiber looks like in the entire country. So in simple terms, if you take telecom's fiber network and where it covers, within a five kilometer radius, we can cover up to 7 million homes in the country of fiber connectivity. So that is the expanse of the fiber connectivity rate that, that Telcom has. Supporting that, 
as well is we've got 10 data centers that sit in the telecom infrastructure, of which three um, are actually category four data centers. So that is also a big key area that says you've got those nodes as well where we carry the engine of that. And I think that's enabled, for instance, if you look at Telcom Mobile's reach, that that's why Telcom Mobile could offer such good data coverage, because being a late entrant in the space, Telcom Mobile was built as a data predominantly proposition. So key to that is yes. almost over 80% of Telcom Mobile's uh, towers are covered with fiber, which means that if you get high data demand, the backhaul obviously is important to have fiber, not microwave necessarily, so that as you get more demand, you can then just open up those pipes to give better speeds and better quality. And it's not just to the end user, but if you look at corporates, I mean, cores like these consume a lot of data, right? And you don't want the latency, you want the speed, you want mm -hmm. the quality. So it means that as the customer demand increases, with fiber is just a little toggle of a switch, and off you get more capacity and more speeds. So it's then you've built ahead of the demand of what the country requires. Because as you know, to dig up fiber and to lay that out, it takes time. But the demand is now becoming instant. So we had to invest ahead of what the country's demand is. And now that's beginning to, to deal with you. That's why we're saying our positioning of telecom as being an infracore is that we've geared ourselves to be the digital backbone to provide what the country needs of its future digital infrastructure growth. Wow, that's uh, it's, it's, it's amazing when you think about where we are. And as you said, this call that's happening right now, I'm recording this video in 4K. And at the end of this, it's going to be a, a two gig uh, sized file. And yours is going to be pretty similar. I mean, it's extraordinary to think that we're doing this in 2024. Literally five years ago, you probably wouldn't have been able to do this kind of video quality. And, and the future is growing even faster. You know, when you look at, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, AI and, and the d data demands on AI, and of course you look at virtual reality and that sort of thing, we're in for some very interesting times. What would, what would you say are the most significant challenges and opportunities that you foresee for telecom and the South African telecom industry in the next year? What do you see as going to be happening in 2024? I think what's, what's key for us is, you know, let's bar the obvious operational issues that we all face. You know, I think everybody can lament load shedding, et cetera. And yes. I think the South Africans and, and as South Africans, we, 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 we are resilient. We, we adapt to those, we change, we move. I think for key is, is how we, 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 we work collectively with, with regulation to make sure that how do we craft a, a regulatory ecosystem that actually works to saying, how do we proactively manage the challenges that face the country properly? And I think for us, it's, and, I, and I'm enjoying the engagements that we're having with the regulator to say, going forward, what do we craft? Because you know some of these regulation, the regulations that we draw are almost 20 years. And it's, it's quite difficult mm. to think 20 years when 20 years are happening yesterday in terms of just how digital migration operates. And I think for us as, as an industry as well, is to say the, the collaboration, key development across key industries, and also looking at how we develop talent um, across the country and ingesting things like AI and coding and education from the youngest and earliest stages. 
it's it's important because creating and developing talent at, at young ages is, is quite critical. You know, we have to make sure that we are building a digital economy and a digital edu education and digital future generations. I mean, you and I are gray heads. We've been in, an is in this industry for the past 30 years. Uh, the young guns who are coming in are the future. And we have to make sure that we are developing a future and an ecosystem that's ready uh, for these youngsters who are coming in. And how do we make sure that the investment that we are putting into this country makes sure that we are leapfrogging and making sure that South Africa takes mm. its rightful place? I mean, you, you, you compare ourselves, and I don't, I don't want to even look further than the continent. If we look at the likes of Kenya, we look at the likes of Rwanda, we need to catch up quite speedily in terms of what those countries are doing in digital ecosystem. You know, you look at Rwanda is distributing medicines with drones into rural areas. You know, Kenya is setting itself up as an IT ecosystem in East Africa. And we need to play a far stronger role as Southern Africa in terms of really launching South Africa as a bigger portion of playing, not just most probably 4IR, but 5IR as the, the, the central hub for that. And I think it's important that you yeah. look at the capacity and the investment that's being put in South Africa. Look at the data centers that's being put in here. Look at how much investment mm. is coming into the country every day a massive investment is coming in from international players into our market. But let's make sure that we, as South Africa, lead in that and are not being led by foreign investment to make sure that there's South African-based, SA Inc. IT, um, driving this thought leadership into the country. The infrastructure investment is key. How do we make sure that we partner and protect the infrastructure as well? Because that's, 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 that's quite key for us. And I think it's, it's, it's big for South Africa and the industry as a whole to play a far bigger role in driving that agenda uh, collectively. That for me is, is, is quite key. Market consolidation is, 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 is the new theme. I mean, we see it happening globally and how we make sure that regulation supports and drives that because in a market where we are seeing the economic pressures that we are under, investment has to make sure that it yields rewards for shareholders, but it's also responsible investment, right? Um, so, but, but those key things is not to forget the social agenda. Of course, the new theme is ESG, right? How do we make sure that everything we're doing is in line with ESG, but AI must not be seen as a threat because when you start thinking AI, people think, oh, we're gonna lose jobs, etc. But how do we enhance productivity? How do we make sure that we enhance, um, for instance, effectiveness in, 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 in what we do? And how do we work smarter, not harder, to make sure that we can embrace AI as an industry or as a country to make sure that we make things easier for the end user and, and for our country? So I see it more as an exciting opportunity for really the ITC industry and the telecoms industry to play a far more leading role. We can't have the elderly queuing up, for example, for grants. You know, the elderly should be able to receive their grants at home and get their groceries at home and get all those payments done at home. And we as an industry should be able to step mm, up mm. and make sure that their lives are made easier. And it's possible. It's not something that's far away. And how can we play a far more active role in society, in the tools that we have available to us? And I could go on and on and on because there's something that I'm quite passionate well, about. Uh, yeah. Like no, 
You know, Sarami, you're very passionate about this, and I can I can hear it, and I've known this about you for, for many, many years. And also, of course, I'm so glad you touched on the skills, because it's not just here in South Africa where there's a skills shortage. This is a global skills shortage in the ICT sector, in IT. And I think that it's, it presents a, a, such a unique opportunity for us in South Africa, and corporates have got to make the effort to, to upskill people and, and really grow that skills gap and reduce that skills gap rather that we have. Because, you know, the, you know, once we do that, it just opens up so many more opportunities in the sector that we're talking about. Can you share any recent developments uh, or plans that you've got at Telcom that you are particularly excited about? Uh, uh, I, I know that you can't talk about a lot of things, but come on, Sarami, give us, give us a sneak preview into what you've been designing at Telcom. Well, I, th I think actually, you know, we, 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 we've communicated to, to the market at, at length in terms of, you know, our, our, our evolution to, towards being an infracode. And, and I think this, 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 this is, this is yielding some, some short-term results for us. You know, I think that the first part, of course, was, was the disposal of, of, of our towers. Um, and I think people think, okay, why are you disposing towers if you're going to be an infracode? And I think it's, it, it, it's, it's good to actually set a bit of clarity on this because the key thing for us was realizing that, okay, what are we strong at? What are we not strong at? And if you look at our tower codes, we've got about, let's say, under 3,000 um, active towers in an ecosystem of about 30,000 odd towers. It's not something that you're going to be commercially competitive in. That's the disposal of, of the towers. And I think that transaction is, is proceeding quite well. What's equally important then, it, it allows us to actually inject cash into really investing in areas where we're strong at, which is really our fiber business and, and, and our data center business and our mobile business. And that's what's key in helping us shape that growth. And what we've seen, we, 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 we're releasing our, our, our results, in, in, I think on Monday, um, and we've seen that growth coming through quite, quite, quite positively. You know, our, our mobile business and together with our fiber business, we've seen very good results come through from that in that the data-led strategy is, is starting to, to, to bear the fruit of, of, of that investment because that investment that we've been making for the past five years in investing in fiber, investing in, in, in a data-led strategy has allowed us to be resilient. We are now being able to compete quite aggressively without being price driven, but really offering more value to mm. our customers. And that's what customers appreciate in that you can actually offer good value. And we are continuing to drive drive this growth. And um, our expansion into fiber, particularly in fiber to the home, is yielding a fact that we're now getting the highest connectivity rate. Because for us, what I'm driving the team is really not about just the home's past. Because home's past for me is, is it's almost like it's like ego, you know. It's like it's like revenue. You say it's for me. It's like not just passing the homes, but connecting the homes. And what we're seeing in OpenServe is the highest connectivity rate. Because yes, you've passed the homes, but have you connected? And that's important for me because our connectivity rate is one of the highest. Because what we quite do, because we can punch with both hands, where we start seeing a high usage in, for instance, LTE at home. It signals to us that, hold on, Aki's house is using big LTE home usage, show your fixed wireless router. It means that that house has potential for fiber. So instead of over-investing in that base station to increase capacity, rather put fiber down the street, because then you can move that household into fiber, 
First of all, with fiber, you can offer better speeds and higher capacity. And despite what anybody can say with 5G, there is no 5G that will beat fiber on speed and capacity. So it means you're doing far better utilization of your CapEx because once you've laid that fiber down, you can offer that whole street endlessly, better speeds, better capacity. You can then move that tower capacity to offer more coverage in other rural areas and expand. So you, you actually can now utilize your assets much, much better and be more, more smarter in terms of your return on investments, which is a good way of then how do we spend your very limited CapEx pocket by using both assets quite well. So this is almost like your fixed wireless conversions working much, much better. Like I said, in terms of even the work in fiber, I talked about this exciting project of, of, of fiber to the room. Now, what we're piloting, and maybe if you talk nicely to your friend, um, Mr. Bierkus there in OpenServe, he's piloting with the fiber to the room. And um, he actually quite was quite sneaky when he did the thing in my house. For my son, who's a gamer, his fiber to the room, he's giving him one terabit per second speed because he's a gamer. What? So he's given the gamer one terabit per speed in his room. So I hardly ever see my son. Um, and that's a pilot he's doing. So that's the kind of things that we are, we are launching um, again. Once you start at that one terra, obviously you can go higher and higher. So those are the kind of speeds that we are now um, be able to launch to the market. And I'm quite excited to say that, you know, um, real life example, it's working. The only time I see my son is when I see Uber Eats uh, motorbike pop <laughs> and drop off his lunch. So okay. these are the kind of things that, that, that I'm excited to say that we are now able to offer fiber to the room. So you can actually fiber up your household and we can offer dedicated speeds per room. Wow. Um, up to one terabyte per room um, is, is some of the exciting things that we bring to the market. Uh, That's very cool. Mr. Birkus? Yes, yes, Mr. Birkus, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Uh, listen, that's that's very exciting. I mean, we've spoken about 2024. We've spoken about what's happening at the moment. Uh, you, you're very much one of these people in the industry that's a very much a forward thinker. Uh, you see things into the future, and, and you've got to be, because you are the CEO of Telcom. You are the CEO of one of the biggest telecoms on the continent. Um, how do you envision telecoms shaping the future of connectivity in South Africa over the next uh, five to 10 years. I know it's difficult to predict so far ahead, but I imagine, you know, the, as you, you alluded to now, that fiber speeds and fiber to the room, we're gonna, it's gonna become a, a common thing. And I imagine that things like 6G, even though it hasn't been defined yet, is on the horizon, right? Definitely it is. And I think what's, what's important for, 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 for us, um, Aki, is that all this wonderful technology we talk of, um, especially, you know, your, your AI and, and IoT, etc. The, the underlying bedrock of that is, is connectivity. We have to get the basic connectivity to that. You know, when you talk of, of, of exciting things that we're talking of. So if we take things like, you know, your, 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 your mining and all those exciting industries, um, part of the things that we're doing, for instance, in, in BCX is we, we are actually in the process of piloting your, your 5G private networks for certain verticals and industries, because that's the first enabler. So if you talk about IoT in industries and AI in industries, you need to get those machines to be connected so they can talk to each other, be it 6G, 6.5G or 7G. So one of the first things that we're doing is building private networks for those industries so that 
be it an automotive industry, a mine, a food manufacturing, we are then building bespoke connectivity solutions for those industries first. Mm. Talking not just about putting industries, but things like in-building solutions. You'd be amazed that that's quite a critical thing. In corporate offices, you need to have in-building solutions. A lot of our offices were built with big, thick concrete, concrete walls. So a lot of our guys have been doing work on in-building solutions. That's the first layer to get the connectivity solutions right. Because then as the technology evolves, you've got the connectivity in there. The second part then is the smarts that come to attach that those machines to machine can talk to each other and the smarts can come into there. To your point again, originally of once you've got those connectivities, what are we doing for the skill set? Because data is mm -hmm. one thing, the interpretation, the analytics, and the understanding of how you then get that data is important. The data sciences is quite important. And I think you've been privy to seeing all the work that's been done through Satinae. The number of PhDs that through Telcom's involvement in SATNAC has produced. I mean, you've seen some of the stuff that those young kids oh, are yeah. producing. You and I walk it out there. We've got them and understand what they're saying. But the work that they've done in robotics and analytics is amazing. It's world class. And it's really how we, if we could imagine, produce four or five types of the capacity of the volume of students you get out of SATNAC. Those are the things that really excite because that is what is really going to deliver the future of the ramping up South Africa's capacity and capability of delivering that work. Because it's interesting if you look at all the helicopter heads of the smarts that produce the biggest papers in the U.S. as such, they come out of India, not out of the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at some of the work that those students do out of the work that's been sponsored by Satnec and Telcom, that's the kind of skill set that we do have at home. And it's for us to create, as Telcom, the bigger platforms to produce more and more of those students so that we can deliver more of that work for South Africa to produce for South Africa and potentially to take to the world. Yeah. Listen, I wish we could have 10 more SATNACs running uh, across the country because the caliber of people that produces uh, that come out of SATNAC, I mean, uh, you know, I've been involved with the event for almost two decades now, and, and it's extraordinary to think that even when we had copper and how they changed ADSL to maximize yeah. the speeds and the kind of stuff that these kids are working on is so ahead of its time that we kind of reap the benefits in the next few years, which is just wonderful to see. But I couldn't agree with you more. We do need more of that happening. And, and I think it's corporate has a big responsibility to play to nurture that talent across the country. Uh, we can't just rely on events like SATNAC. They've got to be a number of those kind of events that either focus on AI or focus yes. on, you know, virtual reality, whatever it might be. But Sarami Talkabong, the chief executive at Telcom, it's absolutely wonderful to chat to you again and uh, and get your insights into where we're going over the next few years. And uh, and certainly from a, a Telcom perspective, it sounds like you've got your hands full and uh, you've got a very very exciting journey carved out ahead. Aki, thank you so much for the opportunity. I, I look forward to our another engagement with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you.